Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Congratulations, Burton. Happy anniversary, Matt. You're a year old. (laughs) Then how come everything hurts? (laughs) Just kidding. So zero to one, we did it. We did it. Congratulations. High five. Fist Fist bump. bump. Woohoo! We're talking about one year as an independent brokerage, Jackson Fuller Real Estate. At your service. Here in San Francisco, which is a market that has had a lot happening if you're into the, the inside baseball of, of real estate brokerage. Yeah, it's definitely some inside baseball stuff, but there's been some massive consolidation going on. And here we are, our adorable little brand new brokerage. <laughs> so everyone loves to talk about, you know, disruption and, you know, reimagining the real estate industry. And, you know, real estate agents and brokers were for decades terrified of the internet. Then they were terrified of Zillow. Then they were terrified of Redfin. And none of, well, all of those were dynamics that, you know, impacted and and played out in in the San Francisco marketplace. The creation and rise of Compass uh, as a brokerage seems to have had, you know, more impact on our market kind of brokerage market share than anything else that has happened. Yeah, they're a company that started in New York and they came into the market, I think, four years ago here. Two, three. Not, no, not four. Was it not four? No. Um, I, thought, I mean, I'm ending five years of board service. Anyhow, they're relatively new and they have purchased Paragon Real Estate and they've purchased Pacific Union. So they now have something like, I believe, 30% market share in San Francisco. In San Francisco. And they have a, they have a, a nationwide goal of, um, 20% in a bunch of markets by 2020. And, to accomplish that, they're gobbling up a bunch of companies, not just here, but nationwide. And they have a ton of money from venture capital and they have a huge valuation and they are sort of dominating. I don't necessarily know if they're dominating in the consumer space, but they definitely, they have a lot of buzz within the brokerage community because you know, because they're they're changing marketplaces, yeah. um, just in terms of market share, and you know, San Francisco's historic, you know, Pacific Union was always a, a top three brokerage in this market for as pretty much as long as we've been doing business. You know, Paragon since they came into existence, you know, as a spin out of of people that left Pac Union. Um, well, you Empire, know, right? They were Empire Real Estate. Okay, a bunch yeah. of the founders. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting because San Francisco has always been kind of this very independent, you know, not massively franchise driven. uh, And that's really changed. And you've never had uh, you had a kind of, you know, a bunch of companies that were roughly in that five to 15 percent, well, five to 10 percent market share. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, those that that top 10, 15. And that space has totally changed. It has. And we've been, you know doing our thing while all of this has been, you know, happening in the background and managers are, are moving and, and, you know, um, incredibly generous packages are being offered. Um, and you know, when you sit and you look at the economics of, of real estate, if you don't have outside investors, uh, it's a, you know, it is not a high margin business. 
yeah, it's not a high margin business because the traditional brokerage has, I mean, there, there are obviously tweaks among the brokerages, you know, oh, your admin fee at this company is X and at this company it's Y and the splits are different and blah, 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 blah. And so, but in the meantime, we're just doing our thing. I feel like I went on a really long tangent that we could probably sum up as like, there's a whole lot shifting in the San Francisco real estate brokerage community and we're still solid. Totally. Um, which is super exciting. Yeah. Uh, I love what we've been able to do. It's been a, a phenomenal year in terms of working with clients, working with past clients, meeting some new clients, um, deals, sales uh, all over town, uh, throughout the city. What, uh, what was unexpected for you? I don't know. Has it changed about what you think about real estate brokerage or the the services we offer or how we approach people or how consumers should look at the business or? I think, I mean, people who we do a ton of our business through referrals and past clients who worked with us when we were still at Zephyr. um, It's not like they've suddenly said, oh, you're not at a big brokerage anymore. I'm not going to refer my friend or my sister or my cousin or my coworker to you because I think most people realize that real estate is a, it's a very person to person business. And a lot of people are not so concerned about what company is on the business card as they are. Do I like this person sitting across the table from me? And do I trust him or her to help me with probably the biggest purchase of my entire life? So I had wondered about that. And I mean, people continue to refer their friends to us and we continue to do business and we've done a lot more business. I don't think because we left, but our business is thriving. Yeah. Is there anything you wish you knew when we jumped off the cliff as it were looking back? Um, nothing stands out, which is probably a cop-out answer, but I mean, I think normal people would have taken like a year to plan a departure and we did it in a much more condensed time frame. Well, and- I mean, we didn't, we didn't. You know, I mean, you and I over the years have talked about a lot of possible configurations. That's true. So it's it's not like, you know, one day we just woke up and said, hey, I mean, I think for years we've been watching how we run our, our business as a team, you know, watching the market. And there just came a point where it made sense. It made sense. It was the logical next step in the evolution of Jackson Fuller. Yeah, you know, and we were always kind of open to whatever the logical next step was. We just spent a lot of time dwelling on it before we did it. Because change is hard, or inertia is comfortable, or... I think we're both very loyal people. How long have we been business partners? Longer than... (laughs) Longer than most marriages, right? So it's not so much that I think loyalty, you know, led us to to do something or, or overlook things, um, you know, but it was a situation where if we were going to make a change, we didn't want to make a change where it was like, you know, you leave on Monday and you're back on Friday. Right. <laughs> Cause you see, I mean, it happens, you know, it, it's not un, uncommon or unheard of in any sales industry, but especially this one for someone to feel like, you know, the issue is not themselves. The issue is, you know, the, the company they're working for. Right. Um, and it's easier to change the company you're working for than it is to change yourself. True. In my experience. Yeah. And I've had, I mean, in, in light of all the upheaval 
in our industry here in the city, I've had a couple kind of new, not newer, well, newer, you know, people who maybe got into the business in the last five, six years, definitely younger because I'm old, um, call me and not necessarily call for that specific purpose, but at the end of the call, when they get to, you know, after we've discussed whatever they call about, then they say, well, what do you think about the market and all these companies and blah, blah, blah. And it, and it sort of, it's freaked out some people like, and people are, you know, should I leave where I am? And, and uh, do you think, I mean, I think some people are having a little real estate FOMO fear of missing out thinking like, Oh, is that the new shiny thing over there? Do I need to go there? And uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's a lot of it. So much is perception. I mean, in any industry, it's not unique to real estate. So. Yeah. And there's, I don't know. I mean, Paranoid optimist is if I had to describe a real estate agent in two words, uh, you know, they believe that in the end it will all work out, but everyone's out to get you and it's all going to fall apart along the way. And, you know, so when, when you talk about agents kind of having those concerns, my experience of this industry is agents always have concerns, right? If, if it wasn't this right now, it would have, it would be, you know, I mean, pick what it's been over the last decade, right? I mean, Zillow, Trulia, Yahoo, Realtor.com, Zip, Zip uh, Redfin, uh, you know, um, uh, like help you, like, I mean, on and and so forth, right? There's, there's always something, right? And before any of those companies, it was just the internet, right? Just listings on the internet was going to kill the industry um, and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so there's always like agents always are, um, you know, paranoid that, you know, today's the last day they exist. Um, maybe someday we wake up and we're actually right about that paranoia, <laughs> but you know, so far that's, that's not the case. You know, people still see uh, a lot of, of value in real estate agents for most real estate transactions. Sure. So why'd we do it? <laughs> start our own brokerage yeah there we had so many reasons and there was a confluence of events that we don't need to get into no not so much you know not so much that side of the why we do it um or why we did it but like what did we think we could offer people by doing it by by going out on our own yeah well, we had, it gives us the flexibility to be a little bit more nimble. Um, it gives us the flexibility to approach every aspect of the business in our way, not another brokerage's way. And it's given us the opportunity to do some things financially that we wouldn't be, have been able to do. Um, it's given us the opportunity to do some different projects that we probably wouldn't have been able to do. So it's just, we set the rules now. Yeah. It gave us uh, in terms of what we could do more, you know, flexibility, um, that allowed us to be more creative in what we were able to structure and offer for our clients. Um, that's what I just said. (laughs) And I just wanted to use my active listening skills. See what you're doing there to mirror back to you. What I heard you so eloquently say, Oh my God, this is what happens when Matt Fuller puts his phone down. (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i've got a text to respond to here (laughs) let's do it again next year can i can i rant for a moment at me no no not at you about things though sure printers they're really expensive and they hate us they do 
It's like they know. They're like, hey, they need they need some property statements. I'm going to be out of toner or I'll just print it like half resolution on half the side of the paper. Printers are passive aggressive because they just do what they want. And they never tell you why. They're like, this is what you get. Enjoy it. Yeah. Printers. Printers. Yeah. But, you know, if that's the worst thing we have to deal with, I think we're okay. Then there's real estate data standards. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> they make me cry don't cry matt it'll all be okay it's ridiculous uh it is it is absolutely ridiculous the contortions that happen to get and use and display real estate data and i'm not knocking anyone uh, you know lots of great people but it's just it's crazy you know as we've we've brought our crm online and tried to integrate some pieces and tie things together. Oh, I wondered where this was coming from. You know, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my rant. All right, uh, then. I won't, I, you know, it's from the consumer standpoint, you know, I feel their pain. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Congratulations on one. What uh, What's in store for the future? Well, there's the possibility that we may be... Yeah. Getting some permanent office space. Well, I mean, we have office space. It's co-working. It's cutting edge. But we might be doing something uh, more us. We might. Less Um, less sharing. (laughs) We don't share at all. No, we do. Um, No, I mean, just growing the business. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. So uh, a year from now, will will we be 50 agents or, or 500? Oh, God. Neither, right? <laughs> we might be more than four. Let's put it that way. Well, as as real estate kind of changes right now, everyone you know loves around this idea of like they want to become the Amazon of real estate. But there's only so many houses in a market that get sold at, at any time, and you know so many services that go with them. So this idea that you can just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and suddenly you're going to have these magic economies of scale like an Amazon, you know, moving toothpaste through its warehouse, I just don't buy. I don't either. I mean, I think it the thought of being that big, it to me, it just seems impersonal and very disconnected. And kind of the implication would be, I don't know, it just like feels, a conveyor belt. It feels like every, um, every, people are always obsessed about their brokerage being bigger. And I just, I love that. It, we're here and we're doing this thing and it's just about being the best version of us possible for our clients. And it's not about, you know, being number one and X or whatever, right? Like all, all that matters is being like happy clients. Exactly. It's kind of a cool feeling. It is. Happy anniversary. No. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Oscar <laughs> Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team. San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.